Cool. So I got some production value for the podcast now. Yeah? Yeah. We got a sound effects board. We do? And by board, it's just a button. <laughs> Welcome back to the Jojatorium. Well, I think like, or two, whenever uh, it was, we found the the German Scheiser porn. That's not a lot of each other. You're in twerk classes over there. That's what yeah, you, yeah, yeah. That's all it is. <laughs> the fitness class. Working on them TikTok videos you like so much. Dead face. Got <laughs> <laughs> right in front of you. Welcome back to the Jojatorium. You know who it is. It's Adam. It's Matt. We're decaying with the boys, and we won't skip Thanksgiving like the Hallmark Channel. We've been talking about it, and you've heard the battle cry, and now those demands have been answered. Bash Brews Tortuga in Fuego is on tap right now at Penn Brewery. This badass smoke poblano IPA is the sweet heat treat to bring in turkey season. Penn Brewery is one of Pittsburgh's oldest and most storied breweries in the city, with their German-style take on microbrewing known across the nation. The Northside locations open Wednesday through Saturday from noon to 10 and Sundays from noon to 9. So grab your friends, get over to Penn Brewery, and sip on some pints of Bash Brew. Just make sure you tell them the boys sent you. So, Adam, how are you? It's going well. And I just want to throw it out there because I've never gotten to say this. Available while supplies last. Uh, <laughs> <dang>. <laughs> yeah, man, so we are recording on a Friday, so it means we are two days past uh, the day that the beer got tapped. So, Adam, you had a little uh, impromptu party, so how'd that go? Yeah, I missed tapping day because I didn't find out till late in the afternoon and <laughs> old man Adam was busy. But we got out there yesterday nice. um, as we're recording this uh, and it was great. Uh, I want to thank everybody that came out. Uh, our friends at First Sip Studios were there. Uh, Mike Moore was there. Um, Rafik, our buddy uh, Rafik was there uh, and a lot of other people. Alan, Elise, uh, their friends came out. It was a, it was a cool time. Very nice. cool time. Yeah, Daddy Anderson was uh, on lockdown. I was watching kids and rebuilding sinks. So tonight, Friday. Yeah, it gives us something to do tonight. Yes. Shift beers shall be had at Penn Brewery, and you can get shift beers too. German beer dies tonight. <laughs> it dies tonight. Speaking of dying tonight, and, you know, it's Halloween. Segways are tough sometimes. <laughs> so uh, we we are on the other side of Halloween, and it's a sad time because Halloween's the most fun you know, seasonal event in my life. Uh, but I was going to ask you, man, how was, how was your Halloween over here at the Jojatorium? Uh, Halloween evening was kind of crappy. Okay. Uh, didn't get a lot of kids. It was cold. Um, just really upset. Like not a lot of kids walking around and in the, in the whole neighborhood. Like I'm in a dead end here. Okay. So we don't get a ton of kids ever, mm -hmm. but we got like seven within the, like over a two hour span. That's insane. Seven. So it was rough. But the weekend of Halloween yeah. was a lot of fun. Uh, brewed up a beer Saturday. We got a stout in there kicking away that I'm going to keg here in a few days for full gear. Um, uh, went to a brewery featured on the podcast Mondays. They had their one-year anniversary party nice. on all weekend. We went Saturday night, um, had a blast, and hung out with uh, First Sip that night. So, of course, we had a good night. Um <laughs> Uh, just, yeah, had a blast. And then Saturday we went to Abjuration, uh, took the dog over there. Tucker wore his, uh, what was he that day? A fish. His dog say, fish. Uh, the, the pictures of him on your, on your Instagram and, and your wife's Instagram, he's the cutest dog 
on the planet. Yeah, so he's got some real Sunday fans over there. So we uh, <laughs> we we dressed him up and took him over there for a few hours, and he had a blast. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good weekend overall. Just kind of ended on a a fart. Yeah. Um, when nobody came around, and I, I went yeah. to bed at like eight thirty. That is crazy, <laughs> because on my side it was quite the opposite. Uh, up in my neck of the woods, we probably had about a hundred to two hundred trick or treaters on Halloween night. Uh, man, I, I went through, God, I usually get about 10 pounds of candy. I used to buy it like by piece thinking like, Oh, this many pieces. It got to a point one year. I was like, I looked at my wife. I'm like, we got to buy pounds of candy because they actually pull buses up from other school districts. We'll stop at the top of our hill. And like, I live in that little four street village and they just unload oh, these shit. buses and you can hear the kids like running off and screaming, uh, the, great time. Like the the kids that come to my neighborhood to trick or treat are good kids. They're super respectful. They all say thank you, please, and trick or treat and happy Halloween. Like the, that's the old man in me hoping that always happens, and it does, which is awesome. But uh, I ran out of candy. Oh no! And I disappointed some kids. Party foul. Yeah. I at one point there's a there's a girl who came up and she was dressed as Batgirl. She was the last kid that was coming up the street that I could see. And her mom looks at me and, and she's like, it's her first time trick-or-treating. And I was like, not at this house. <laughs> mm, I'll be right back. I ran inside and I made sure that my daughter couldn't see me do it. So I reached into her bag and I grabbed a couple of things and I came back out and gave them to this girl. Good I was like, I can't let her. It's like the Batman family is like my favorite thing on the planet. So couldn't let her go away. Did you, um, did you see any cool costumes or anything where you were? Not that I'm trying to think if I saw any cool adult ones while I was on. I did see a good, I didn't see any good ones in person. I saw a very creative one that I think I might have saw last year, but I saw a good one on Instagram from like a local beer blogger. And yep. he was uh, a person that doesn't refrigerate their fruited sours. <laughs> and there were like uh, 16 ounce cans blown through him and like stuck in his face and stuff. That's really cool. And it was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I saw some, some kids are, they play it smart. I had one kid dress up as Benny, the jet Rodriguez from the sandlot. Nice. That was cool. Uh, but it looks like he was just wearing regular clothes, but when he came up, he had like the green, like outlined, uh, baseball tee and the LA Dodgers hat and everything. And he's walking up to me and I saw the PF radio flyers on the feet. And I was like, you gotta be Benny, the jet Rodriguez. He turns his mom. He's like, mom, he knows, he knows. And uh, their parents were swarming, but yeah, as far as kids in the neighborhood, a lot, yeah. way too many jokers still. Like, of let course. it go. For yeah. out loud. You're, uh, it's a staple. There's jokers. There's Michael Myers. And I had one kid. He cracked me up. He came as um, Charlie Brown, his ghost. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. And I was, I was like, I like it. And then whenever he pulled the thing up, he was dressed as Charlie Brown underneath of it. That's awesome. Yeah. So that That's was like, you took some thought about that. But my highlight, and I'm glad my wife doesn't listen to this podcast, <laughs> Because there's a there's a couple that lives in my in my neighborhood and they were walking around and they were cosplaying. I forget what the hell that video game's called, but uh, it, it's like a like a team shooter, like captured a flag kind of thing. But once I say, like, I'm sure our listeners will know she she was dressed as like a it's called DVA Widow Hunter or Widow Slayer or something like that. Doesn't matter what it's called. It is a skin tight uh, neon like suit, like a skin suit, like a cat suit. Um, it was painted on her, and then her husband was dressed as I don't even know some kind of gunslinger. I'm not super, super worried about what he was wearing, but God, <laughs> dude, it was nuts. Uh, I was like, first off, you have to be cold because it was freezing cold that night, and 
Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I just Google searched it. Yes, that's that's a okay. Yes, it is a okay. So, uh, thank you. I guess I think her name's Denise. Yeah, uh, thanks, Denise, for dressing up in some cosplay. You made my Halloween night. I think I actually threw you some candy bars too, and you didn't know it because I was hoping it would be like currency at a strip club. But... Trying to turn that into a thruple, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, uh, the good beers on my part. Big shout out to Allegheny Beverage. They are pulling in more beers. Uh, and I actually got to have some Dancing Gnome, which was nice. Uh, had a couple hitchhikers, and then then Papa got an epic, what is it, a barrel-aged pumpkin stout. So nice. Clocking it like a little over 9%. It was good, man. I, I got two because I always share with you. So I got I got another one. Sweet. So speaking of beers, this is round one. You brought some beers, put them together, caught round one beers. What are we having? So, as everybody's listening to this on Sunday morning, as you should, we just are sitting in our living rooms recovering from Drink the Cookie Table. And one of the beers, one of my favorite beers that'll be featured at Drink the Cookie Table is Abjuration's Dubba. Dubba. It's not Dubba. It's Double. Dubba, 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 Dubba. <laughs> double Vanilla Cookie Milkshake Ale. And this is their 1.2 version. Real quick, can you get your horn back out? So you go, you know what I want to do. <laughs> Yeah, we got that abjuration. We got that abju, baby. We got that double, 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 <laughs> double cookie ale. <laughs> so it's coming in at 9.2%, and let's crack it. As always, if you want to find what's going on with abjuration, you just search them out on all social media, abjuration brewing, and you can see all the delicious brews they have going on in their brew house. And they're they're coming up with some really cool things that we can't really talk about right now, but they're going to be releasing and talking about some things in the near future that you need to keep your eyes on. Very active small brewery that punches out some of the best brews in the Berg. Uh, and I believe that they share uh, a spot with a jazz bar right now. And you can see stand-up comedy there. You and can, a movie theater. And a movie theater. Yeah. So you can really have like a whole night while you go try some, some beers. Yeah. Stand-up comedy every Friday. Yeah. Open mic from... I want to say 9 to 11. Something like Abjuration's that. open until 10. So just get there early. Get some beers. Get a good yeah. buzz on. Then you go on the other side and you can drink some Miller Lights or whatever the hell they have on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. They, they have a couple craft uh, okay. bottles and cans. Not you bad. know, select bottles and cans. So what do you think of this while I pour mine? It is delicious. Um, vanilla cookie. Um, it's pictured on the can. So I think it's Nella wafers or a wafer-like cookie that they use. But it tastes like they just dropped a little bit of vanilla ice cream in this to me it's super vanilla uh super sweet you get a little bit of that um cookie dough cookie flavor oh yeah too. but i i really i mean the vanilla comes through wonderfully and Am for I, a 9.2 there is no booziness oh uh 9.5 because i just read this can and almost had to ask you if this was a misprint yeah no yeah. booziness. jesus a 9.5 and it's coming in super smooth Talk about a night killer, because I can probably have a few of these and not know any better. Exactly. So while we sip on these delicious brews from Abjuration, uh, we are going to move into... <laughs> well, what a, what a first story. I know. <laughs> but I'll cut it up, because i got to do the intro. From Buckle the Bell, the boys bringing the best wrestling news in the biz. And we're going to talk about some MMA. But first, we have to say... Let's chug some 9.5% beers. <laughs> John Moxley went to rehab. <laughs> 
So John Moxley, uh, formerly known as Dean Ambrose in WWE, has entered rehab. Uh, Tony Khan tweeted that John Moxley has allowed me to share with you that he is entering an inpatient alcohol treatment program. John is a beloved member of the AEW family. We all stand with him and Renee and all of his family and friends as he shifts his focus to recovery. It should also be noted that CM Punk cut a great promo addressing Moxley's absence and explained that he too had to face being quote unquote the tough guy and trying to simply wrestle through his issues, which he, you know, I mean, storedly, you know, that that didn't work out well for CM Punk. He yeah. had took a seven year absence. He, yeah, he yeah. ended up getting burnt out and left. Yeah. So before we go into any kind of rumination, pontification, whatever you want to say, any kind of other Asian. Uh, first and foremost, we wish John Moxley uh, the best in his pursuits of sobriety and health. As we, I mean, we crack some jokes about drinking beer while we're talking about this, but hey, man, he's a he's a human being like anybody else, and he's brought my love of wrestling back. Yeah, how old is he? Like, how many years do I have left before we have to make this announcement on the game? The too too late, actually, guys. By the time you're hearing this, I've already dropped an update. <laughs> Adam's liver lipids have gone through the roof. <laughs> he blacked out a cookie table. We took him right to the Betty Ford Clinic. So with Moxley out, that really changes some of the things going on in AEW. And I don't want to go too far because I feel like it's kind of disingenuous to John Moxley because he's working on his recovery. I'm sure he'd love to wrestle instead of being in a in a clinic right now. But- yeah, it's uh, got to be tough. I mean, that is, like CM Punk mentioned in his promo, it's uh, the, I mean, not to get into gender roles too much, but that's the manliest thing you can do. That's the toughest thing you can do yeah. is admit you need help. Yeah. So, I, couldn't, um, I couldn't agree with that. Yeah, more. I'm sure he, there's nothing he would rather do more than be in the title picture right now, yeah. but he's putting his health first. But him stepping away also gives it an opportunity for AEW to kind of highlight their very deep roster of wrestlers. Uh, most notably, TK, Mr. Tony Khan, doing the quick switcheroo here and saving uh, AEW Dynamite, because I really think that John Moxley is supposed to take on that world title eliminator uh, tournament. He injected uh, the go- God's Forsaken champion, Miro, uh, took his place in that tournament, taking on Orange Cassidy. And I watched that match. And I can't say I can't say it was my favorite match, but it definitely highlights two things for me. One, Miro's a scary motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I would never want to fight him in real life, and I don't even think I want to fight him in pretend wrestling. I don't want to do either. Two, Orange Cassidy is a hell of a wrestler. He sold a rib injury the entire time. He's a baby face. He still got over, and he got squashed. I give him a lot of credit. I think this was a good opportunity for both guys to shine. They had a good false finish in there, too. Like Everybody thought Miro was winning, but he hit that beach break like right towards the end, and it was like, oh, shit, are they going to? Face really face this thing. I'm glad they didn't because be I'm cool. really looking forward to Brian Danielson versus Mira. That's going to be a strike. Daniel Bryanson, monster. No, Dan- I said it right. I said Dan- Brian Daniel Bri- Briar Patch. Briarson. Briar's vanilla ice cream. Briar's ice. You've cream. had too much double vanilla yeah. cookie ale. I've had too much Briar's double vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> So now, uh, like you said, we get to see Miro and Brian Danielson at full gear, which is going to be a really cool match because those are two really skilled uh, tacticians in the ring. And it's going to be nice to see the aggressive American Dragon taking on the newly rejuvenated aggressive uh, Bulgarian Brute. It's going to yeah, be pretty cool. It should be very slap-heavy, very kick-heavy match. It should be yeah. it should be really awesome to watch. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, something that I wasn't excited to hear, but... 
after reading it, it kind of makes sense is that um, in the world of MMA, uh, Kamaru, am I I'm saying this right? Kamaru Usman. Kamaru. Kamaru. I almost said it right the first time. time. Yep. Kamaru Usman. You said it wrong again. How do you say it? <laughs> you got me messed up. Yeah. Kamaru. Kam- huh? Kamaru. So Mr. Usman, he's teasing retirement. <laughs> uh, he made his love of the sport known. Uh, during an interview, but he also let those willing to understand the toll the sport takes on his body when he wants, and he said he wants to quote unquote, go out like Khabib. So, um, he referenced the hype around, uh, you want to go out and take a shot at that name? Where are we at? Uh, Ka- Kaz, Kamzat? Um, nope. Don't know. <laughs> Chimeyev. Chimeyev. last name. So... <laughs> Hazmat, it looks like hazmat. Yeah, hazmat. The hardest thing about MMA is getting some of the names. Where's Andre Arlovsky? Especially when I don't give a shit about any of them anymore. <laughs> so, Except uh, Kamaru Usman. Yes, of course. Uh, so this that young up-and-comer, uh, Chimeyev, I'm going to say it like that, Chimeyev, um, he's, he's really putting on a clinic in his camp right now, and it's caught the attention of Usman, and he was asked about uh, fighting the impressive welterweight uh, Usman made reference to how the lifestyle of MMA takes more than your health. He said, uh, as far as me fighting him, you know, I'm in a point in my life where, where I understand how much this takes from you. Uh, I've been nine weeks now away from my daughter and FaceTime does help, but it doesn't do it justice as far as being there each and every day. So obviously I don't know how much longer I'm willing to do this. Um, they have to make sense for me now. If he's able to get there, then we'll talk about it at that point. Um, so I like how there is some respect, but also a little bit of shade there. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, if he was ready to fight me. If he I was ready, now I'd do it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to wait forever. I mean, I don't know who's la- – like, other than these younger up-and-comers, I, there's not an established name in that division. No. I mean, obviously, because he's fighting Colby Covington again this Saturday. Yes. Um, for the second time. Yeah. So, But Colby Covington is dangerous. He is. Yeah. He is, but um, – it's. I mean, Usman's not going to lose that match. I don't think so, unless no. Colby's much improved, or which I d- or I Usman's doubt. coming in with an injury. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't see foresee it going Covington's way. Usman's got that Conor McGregor leg locked and loaded, ready to break. <laughs> Seems to be happening a lot. It is, and that's the thing that scares the shit out of me, man. Because his front kicks are like one of the main tools. Yeah, yeah. So, but also too. Um, Usman did make reference to something that we were kind of alluding to there. He said that the media only gives a shit about people that are winning. And as soon as you don't win, no matter how well you were doing, you're washed up and no one wants to give a shit about you. Yep. So I think what he wants to do is he wants to make sure that when he goes out that he's like Khabib. Because Khabib was like, people were still barking for him to come in and fight. And he could like tweet something cryptic and people would blow up. He'd get a thousand shares in like in the first minute he, he posted. So... Um, I think Usman wants to do the same thing. I think he wants to be like some cryptic storied champion, which he could be. If he wins this match mm-hmm. and says, this is it for me, I'm good, see you later, bye, he could basically troll the UFC and MMA in general for the next three to five years. I might come back for a big payday. I might come back. I might come back. What's Cron McGregor doing? I might come back. <laughs> so we do have to go on from something that's kind of cool to something that's kind of icky. Because WWE forgot that they're supposed to keep people on their roster. Um, it's kind of amazing how quickly talent gets released from this company. 
well, the third quarter earnings came out. So yeah, they they only profited two hundred and fifty six million dollars. Need another this. Black Thursday. Yeah, certainly, and they got it uh, because what was it, eleven or twelve names in total? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, but let's let's just look at some of the ones that people, the, a casual fan, good baker's would. dozen. <laughs> Let's take a look at some of the the names that a casual fan would like. Uh, so everyone's kind of familiar with uh, Keith Lee, who they renamed twice. It was Keith Bearcat Lee, then it was Bearcat Lee, and now he's unemployed Lee. So, uh, yeah, that's I'm working on my jokes, people. I'm trying my best, which here. is really strange because the whole time he was in NXT, they were lining up lining him up against Roman Reigns at that Survivor Series. They had him do a standoff with Lesnar at the Royal Rumble that year. Then he comes up to the main roster. They change his music. They strip his uh, outfit. They change his freaking out uh, his jocks like five times in six weeks. And then he was off with uh, a really bad case of COVID, from what yeah. I understand. And then he came back and just never, yeah, re- never rebounded from. So I thought the cool the cool storyline that was like kind of in line for him is he was going to join the Hurt business. And that was supposed to be, like, their next big guy to bring in. Right. And it never happened, which would have been a cool idea to have Keith Lee. And then he changed his name to Bearcat Lee, which, how cool would that have been to see him and the Hurt Business together with him having that heel persona with Bearcat. Right. Not only did it not happen or did happen, like, they just dropped the storyline. Yeah. It was never... A thought again. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't understand how WWE thinks they can just do that and the fans are going, well, fuck continuity. We don't really care. Like, it's just, it's falling apart and we're supposed to just eat it up. Because the ratings just stay what they are, no matter how good or bad that product is. 1.5 million. The the ratings are there, so that's fine. Peacock pays them a flat fee for whatever the pay-per-view numbers are, so they're safe there. Like, they just have no incentive to do better. So now they're just slashing costs. And in in uh, still speculated to, because they're going to sell the whole thing. Disney, Disney's oh my god! Could you imagine? Disney's going to come in and buy that thing, man. Do do uh, John Cena versus Mickey Mouse yeah. WrestleMania forty two. What's up, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> See this? <laughs> you beat me to it, goddamn it! Uh, so if we look to then you know, Keith Lee, his in real life wife uh, was it Maya Yim? Yep, Mia Yim. Mia Yim. Uh, she's been released. She ever since Retribution was dis- disbanded, she had no place. Yeah, she was roster. on the undrafted list. Yeah, and I thought again, I was like, "Hey, man, Hurt Business needed a female contender, and who better to bring on than Canyon? Yeah, <laughs> who better than Canyon? Remember that? You remember that? I do, I do remember that, and I think Vince McMahon wishes that he never knew what that meant. <laughs> uh, so. And then you stack on some other notable names here. Another real-life couple, Karrion Cross and Scarlett Boudreaux, they're gone too. Yeah, that one's even more upsetting because, like, you could argue that Keith Lee's not a typical WWE guy because he's a bigger gentleman. He's hefty, but could still super athletic, yeah. unbelievably athletic. Karrion Cross on the flip side, is exactly what McMahon gets. This is wet dream. Yeah, what he pushes to the top. Yeah. He's like... A ripped young Goldberg, basically. He pushes those kind of guys up to the tippy top of the mountain with his boner. Yeah. He just, like, slow. Uh, it falls out. What a maneuver. <laughs> That's good shit. <laughs> and then you have Scarlett Boudreaux, who was uh, wonderful right. as as the, the manager. She was mysterious. She was uh, 
very uh, vicious, mysterious. I mean, it was a great match when those two were in NXT. Come up to the main roster, you put them in gimp gear, and for some reason you gave them that oversized fucking... Gladiator. The helmet, but then they also gave him the uh, the sand clock, whatever the fuck you call that. Thing. Oh, sand. yeah. The, 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 oh, my God. Yeah. I'm killing We're going to have to edit this. Yeah. <laughs> or not. What the fuck is that called? I forget, man. Hourglass. Boom. Hourglass. Yeah. Boom. See? Brought it back. So he has a big hourglass. Sand clock. I'm going to call it sand clock. <laughs> sand clock 316. <laughs> <laughs> Says you ran out of time. Uh, so they're... They're both gone. And then, of course, the one that I absolutely love that is gone, that made sense, is Eva Marie. There's two that you love. Don't admit. Or you got to admit that. Who's the other one? Who's it? Nia Jax. Nia Jax. Who gives a shit? They fired the Rock's cousin, yo. And that's how you know no one is safe. No one's safe, yeah. No one's safe. Because it was always said, like, anyone who's related to a storied family is untouchable. I saw the speculation on her was she refused to get the COVID vaccine, and they want to start touring globally again. So it was just too much of a headache. Oh, it wasn't her, like, hurting all the talent and then screaming my hole on no. live television? No, it definitely wasn't her screaming my hole. <laughs> my hole! No, it's just like, I don't want to get a jab. <laughs> Real quick, brief deviation here. Did you see how Aaron Rodgers basically lied to the Packers and to all of national yeah. media <laughs> about his COVID? I love that. Like, I, lo- I just love that the Packers are getting screwed over. Yeah. I, I, I can't dislike a fa- uh, fan base more than I hate that. That one? Fan base. I don't know why. Just cocky motherfuckers for no reason. <laughs> Play out in the middle of a farm field and you think you're tough shit. Just, you know what? Just lean on your cheese and your beer. Not your football. Hockey. Should be a hockey town. They would be a fantastic hockey town. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's always cold. They probably have a. They probably have enough farmland to put a big barn up somewhere. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they put a big stadium out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Fucking nowhere. Yeah. So I mean, the, if you want to see the rest of the people who have been released from WWE, you can go check it out. Uh, Bleacher Report did a pretty good job of putting together a full list. I think it's 11, 12 names altogether. Yeah, maybe, maybe more than that. And they released some like. Uh, talent scout people as well. So again, yeah, like, there was definitely some office uh, office people like uh, ring announcer was like uh, last week. Um, you know, they're just cutting costs. I mean, a, a, a critique I saw written up, and I wish I could remember the source right now. Uh, but one of the blogs I read, uh, I think it was Cage Side uh, Seats dot com. They did a the whole blog entry about well, if you had Keith Lee versus. Um, Matt Riddle on in the middle of your show, or if you have two Braun Breaker versus name another new guy, you're getting the same ratings. Doesn't matter. In the middle of Raw, same ratings. So you might as well pay whoever's in there less money. Right. So anybody that's making top money is on the chopping block, and then everybody else that's you know below them, if they're not being used, they're just getting cut. There was another one that got cut that I really liked in NXT. Oni Lorcan got cut. Oh, and yeah. he was a fucking ring general. Yeah. Oh, what about a uh, B-Fab also got cut? They yeah, pulled, I, don't, I didn't know who that was. They pulled up the <laughs> whole Hit Squad. He was part of Hit Row, right? She. B-Fab was a girl? I thought, I thought it was the woman. I have no B-Fab? fucking idea. No idea. I thought she was... Don't know who's in Hit Row, to be honest. Besides, okay. besides Swerve. <laughs> yeah, well, Swerve, yeah. Swerve's like the main guy. That, right, I only know um, Swerve. 
I mean, she was really good on the microphone. She was sassy as shit, which I really liked. And then she B-Fab had... was a girl, huh? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, go Google it. I'm Googling it. So, I mean... Fashline is Googling. <laughs> Googling shit. <laughs> uh... I think that the loss of the talent is going to bite them in the ass eventually because, like, the, the logic that you put out there, that like, you can put anybody out there, you get the same ratings, you can pay them the minimal amount of money. Eventually. BFAB is a female. Uh, thank you. Confirmed. <laughs> also confirmed she's released. <laughs> confirmed she's released. She was, she was great at managing in ring. No. Did she wrestle? She wrestled. She was a great wrestler. Yep. See you on Impact. <laughs> she'll be she'll be defab in, in Impact. So uh, I forgot where the hell I was right now. That's okay though, because we're gonna move into the next segment anyway. You can check out all the releases on your spare time, and also don't tell Lady Frost that you're looking at it because she'll get mad at you and tweet at you like she tweeted at me. What she, did you, what did you get yelled at for? I got yelled at on Twitter because I said. I said, oh, Keith Lee got released. It'd be really cool to see him against some of the most, like, quintessential, like, indie wrestlers. Or to see him come over and cross over in in AEW. And then she's just like, don't tag people that are released and put your dream matches together. I'm a 35-year-old man with a 12-year-old's mindset. I just want to see the big things that I like watching smack into each other on different programs. That's all I want. Don't tweet it, you piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck you, Lady Frost. No, I really like Lady Frost, I too. Do too. Why is she coming at you? I think she's just getting upset that people are losing their jobs for no good reason. And she's trying to figure out how to cope with it, which I understand. And I get, too, it's kind of vulturistic to be like, oh, yeah, I want to see Keith Lee take on Karrion Cross with Kenny Omega as well, a it, guest referee. Is it better for you to say, I I hope he never wrestles again? Like what? what I have no what, idea. What, what's the uh, alternative? Just be quiet. Let his name drift off into the ether. That's what we're going to do now. <laughs> At least that Bearcat part's gone. Yeah. So, speaking of parts that need to be gone, uh, Bleacher Report, mm, you're getting low on my totem pole here, buddy, because you had a mailbag question that you let your fans answer, and I can't believe how wrong all your fans are because they wanted to go and see what top finishers are currently being used in the two top promotions, WWE and AEW. So let's take a look at these at this list, Adam, and we can tell everybody why they're wrong. So, <laughs> starting at number one, this is the number one ranked finisher according to Bleacher Report: the curb stomp. So, is it going to be a top ten in general? Uh, there's eleven. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but so I think the curb stomp belongs there. Maybe not in the number one spot. No. But it belongs in the top ten, eleven, maybe fifteen. I th- I think it's a really cool finisher. I, I like it. Depends on who's doing it. I like it. I like it when Seth does it. I like it when Britt Baker does it. I like it. I liked it a lot when I saw Seth Rollins try to do it and get launched in the air and get hit with the RKO because that's the second one is the RKO and I wish RKO was number one. Mm. I like the RKO because it comes out of nowhere. Really? Yes. Oh, I've never heard that before. Yeah, I'm being new. I'm making an observation. I'm telling you, it comes out of nowhere. You're groundbreaking. Yeah, I am. And, you know, it's hard to be groundbreaking when you're in a podcast like this because everyone's already talking about these things. I'm surprised no one found it before me. But the RKO comes out of nowhere, and that's why I like it more than the curb stomp. Nope. 
I don't. <laughs> it's just old. It's just not fresh anymore. Well, no, it's not fresh at all. I, I believe it also belongs on the top ten, but it's not better than the curb stone. Okay. What about the Claymore? That's coming to number three. Uh, that can just fall right down the list. I don't like the Claymore at all. I think it's dumb. It's a shitty version of Daniel Bryan's running knee. It is. Yeah. It's yeah. a shitty Shining Wizard because the man can't throw a Shining Wizard, so he just... Just like he falls backwards while he runs forward. The whole story. Did you ever hear the story about how it was created? Nope. He went to throw a big boot once, and his pants were too tight, so he tripped himself, <laughs> and that's how that move was made. So fuck that move. It so, was literally because he wore tight leather pants on his fr- when he was in the three man band. So it was like a mistake. It was a mistake. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, all these wrestlers try their entire lives to find a good finisher that's going to pop the crowd, and he's like, "Well, I fucked this up. Let's call it a claymore." And go from there. Yeah. Nope. Hate it. Off the off the list. Onto a move that I actually really like, the Canadian Destroyer. I do like it. Belongs I, on the list. I do too. I don't know if it's number four or not, but belongs on the list. I love it when Dustin does it. I love the Canadian Destroyer. When Dustin does it, he does do. He does. His do. is more of a code red usually. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, the Canadian Destroyer from um, Penta. He, Penta does it. Penta yeah. does it really well. Penta did it off a ladder through a table. On yes. It, on it. Uh, Matt Jackson. I Penta think. wins. <laughs> Penta fucks. How about the F5? Yeah, that belongs up there. That's yeah. devastating. And a, a bunch of people do different variations of it, ripping mm-hmm. it off in other promotions. Well, I like Wardlow's. Yeah, he calls F10. it the F10. He doesn't even call it anything different. He no. just doubles it. He's like, Because he spins the guy an extra Which time is kind of cool. It, it is very impressive. It shows off a lot of strength. And he's from Pittsburgh, so I'm not going to talk yeah. too much shit. Won't talk too much shit at all. We're already in trouble with Pittsburgh wrestlers. We are. We're, love you, Lady Frost. Yeah, so. don't be mad at us. I'm sorry, sorry. I tweeted. I'm, I tweeted. It sorry. was in the moment. Sorry we like to Keith Lee. <sighs> but now I don't even know who that is because I'm not allowed to say his name. Yeah, who? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm scared. She's chilly. <laughs> And her husband's ripped as fuck. Yeah. I don't oh, want, yeah. I'm not fucking with either of them. I don't want any both beat me up. Was it uh, pretty proper? They'll just come and just kick our fucking heads in. I'm sorry, okay? Um, the coup de gras, and it's most notably Is their from, team called the Frosted Flakes? That would be awesome. It should be. Can we be a Frosted Flakes? They're great. They are great. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So from your, from your man, Finn Balor, uh, it's the coup de gras. Coming in it's at a, number six. It's an okay move. It's not his best move, though. No, it's the not. The 1916's way better. It is. Yeah. And you know who did the coup de grace better than him? No. Tajiri. No. Okay. Tajiri. I thought you were going to say Alberto Del Rio when he did it off the corner, which was so stupid. Terrible. No, yeah. Tajiri did it, and he did it like... Because Tajiri had that like smirk on his face, like, I'm going to fuck you up. Right. He like hit it and go, ha, ha, ha. Like, that's why I liked it more. Oh, he was such a... Yeah, he was such a little... He's a little asshole, dude. dude. Yeah, he was like it. sneaking around. He just time. wrestled again. He has a title now. Yeah, he won a title. GCW? MLW? GCW? One of MLW, MLW. I think it's MLW. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he looked great, man. I watched that match on YouTube. He looked really yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be in his 50s. He looks oh, easily. really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he has the elixir of youth or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, how about a Stormbreaker coming at number seven? I, is that what Tony Storm hits to finish uh, the No, match? I think it's... It, Man, I want to say the Stormbreaker is kind of the trouble in paradise. I meant to look that up, and I have no yeah. idea. I don't know what it is either. Um, so, no. I don't know what it is, so no, it doesn't belong there. So, while Adam Googles that one, I'm going to go on to the next one here. The End of Days, which is usually meant for Baron Corbin. Is that Happy Corbin's move? Yeah, it's Happy Corbin. Uh, I do like that move. Yeah, I do like it. Too. When he hits it nice and smooth, mm-hmm. and, he, and I tell you what, man, I give him a lot of shit because his characters are usually sucky, but... He's actually really good in the ring. When you watch his matches, he's pretty smooth. Especially when he hits his end of days. 
Um, he does it in a way, too, that it makes it kind of feel like it came out of nowhere as well, which is nice. Um, but I, it takes a lot of setup. It takes a lot of effort to get it. So I don't know if the end of days can be up on this list as high as they're putting it. Because I think, like, if you want to do something, I, I guess, too, I'm saying the Canadian Destroyer is really good. But I think the law set up, too, because you're kind of doing, like, a sunset flip into a, a, a sit-down powerbomb. So that's different. Did Stormbreaker you sucks. I don't It should be on the list. <laughs> Confirmed. It's like, a du- it's like a double arm, uh, double underhook yeah. up onto the shoulder. Then they, like, powerbomb lift him up onto the shoulder. And then, like, flap jack him off to the side. On Lame. Face. It's, yeah, not- Lame. Off the fucking list. It's not very smooth. How about the next one here? It's gonna get your get your boner fucking <laughs> the buckshot lariat. I can see your boner from here. I like that move, but I don't think it's his best move either. It's not. I like his um, the dead eye. The dead eye. Yeah, dead I like eye. The dead such eye. a good move. Um, also, too, another move that takes way too much setup. Yes, it, it's cool because it's simplistic in its finish. Because a lariat's a lariat, you know. Right, but. Having to you down your opponent, then you run to the nearest ring rope, and you have to make sure you have enough space between the the rope and your opponent to do a front flip into a lariat. It's too much for me. Yeah, and if you have an inexperienced opponent and they're out of place, it looks like shit. Yeah, look at you, Ricky Starks. You sold that thing it like was. shit. I believe it was him. It was either him or uh, Big Hoss, whatever his name is. Ooh, uh, Hobbs. Was it Hobbs? Sorry. Yeah. Powerhouse Hobbs. Big Big Hoss is close. (laughs) Powerhouse Hoss. (laughs) That's a pretty good name. That's a pretty good. You know what? I hope. uh, I hope we can see Keith Lee fight him. Fantasy booking. (laughs) Oh, we can make Keith Lee Big Hoss. No, Big Hoss versus Powerhouse Hoss. Yeah. Uh, So another move here that I. It's the only submission I've seen. uh, The Lockjaw from Britt Baker. No, I don't think any submission belongs on the list. I don't think so either. Uh, cattle mutilation is pretty sick. They're all real sick, but yeah. there's so many power moves that I like better. It's Absolutely sick. So, what would you add to the list? Add well, yeah. uh, God, man, I think I tell you what I actually really like as a finisher, and you might it, it takes two guys, but I like the the young bucks the the BTE trigger because I think it looks really violent. I think it looks pretty brutal. Yeah, I'm surprised. And I hate the gentleman, but yeah. I'm surprised the one week in Angel wasn't on here. I know. Well, I think, too, I think what happens here is that people that are doing this list, they look at it and they go, that's too much setup, that's too much setup, and then they pick moves that have too much setup. Why isn't the spear on here? Because <laughs> people use it. It hurts necks, Adam. It hurts necks. You can't do that. But it's, I don't know, man. And then the last one they put on here for funsies was the roll-up. Should be number one. It's probably gotten the most wins in WWE in the past decade. Absolutely. And FTR just used it on uh, the AAA imports. It was a Callisto was on that Kalisto, one. Callisto, yeah. Now, uh, uh, what was his name? Samurai de Soul. Uh-huh. And, and he pissed off everybody by uh, spelling John uh, Huber's name wrong. Well, happens. Yeah. He put an H in there instead of just leaving it out, and everyone lost their fucking minds. Uh, well. John's a ubiquitous name, and I didn't. Honestly, look me in my eyes when I say this. I didn't know you could spell without an H. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know that. John Davis, baby. Yeah, that's why I still didn't know it. <laughs> and whoever he was there with, like, was a botch fest on AEW. Yeah, man. I know that guy's good in AAA and wherever else he's been, but he looked off. Aerostar, that was his name. Yeah, he might have been nervous. Which is an old mini- Ford minivan. Yeah. My parents had Aerostar. <laughs> my mom had one, too. Yeah. I think he might have been nervous. I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, you are wrestling one of the best tag teams 
in the world. I mean, FTR is up yeah, there. That was a fast-paced match. It really it was, was especially for FTR. But, like, it kind of played into their style. I mean, they kind of, like, fast-tagged a little bit there, and they kind of downed the high flyers, which was good. Yeah. No flips, just fists. No flips, just fists, baby. So, you know what else we're going to do right now, Adam? Probably break for ads. <laughs> we're going to break for ads. <laughs> so, we have people that support us, and when you support us, support them, you support us. And when you support us, we bring you some really cool stuff. So, we are going to throw in some ads, and if you like what you hear, please check them out, and we are going to see you on the other side. Welcome back. Hopefully you heard something that you like because, again, if you do, you can go visit them and they support us. And when you support us, we bring you some pretty cool stuff. We do have some cool things in the works and I want to make sure that we bring them to you. So, again, continue to support us by supporting our sponsors. So, Adam, last episode we had the wonderful Jim Simmons, also known as Bobby Nacho, in the Judgeatorium where we played a little zombie trivia Halloween extravaganza showdown. We sure did. And I see you wore a different costume this week. I didn't wear a costume. Yeah. You're looking like Ichabod Crane's lame-ass <laughs> brother that kept his head. You literally look like you're just right out of what? Sleepy Hollow, dude. Why? Do you have buckles on your shoes? Because you should. I do. <laughs> do you really? I do. <laughs> Why are you making fun of like, This is what I wear to work. Ichabod lame. Bah. I have to wear a certain outfit to work. I have to look at least business casual. So you get made fun of by your clients? Absolutely your not. I am, as Ric Flair would say, styling and profiling. Yeah. Whatever. You don't think? No, I think you look like what? Nothing. What? You fine. You look great. Yeah, that's why. That's why I thought. You great. You looked me in the eye and you saw the fear. That's what it was. That's what it was. You look like you're in the yacht rock fan club. <laughs> oh fuck off! We're taking. Quick break. We're coming back. And just, got a fucking bone to pick with you. What are you going to do? Roll me up? Oh, we'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back. I took off my card again. Okay. Is this better for you? Headless Horseman. Yeah. It's much sexier. <laughs> so, Adam, last episode. I to see those arms. <laughs> we had Bobby Nacho. We in sure the house. did. He was great. And we got to play some uh, zombie trivia, ha trivia Halloween extravaganza showdown. And it got me a little curious. So, I threw it out to all of our listeners on all of our social media. Uh, would you survive in Zombieland? And it's coming from all of our listeners on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And 71% uh, of you guys were honest with yourselves and said there's no way you could survive Zombieland. I was included in that. Uh, I voted on the Instagram. Yeah. Likewise, I, I voted on Instagram as well. And then 29% of you guys lied through your noses and said you could survive it at 29%. Um, like, first and foremost, the number one rule of Zombieland is cardio. I'm out. Dead. <laughs> I'd hide behind Emma Stone until I died. I would hide behind Emma Stone until she realized I was there, and then she would probably push me into the horde. <laughs> well, that works. I just said till I died, so that works. So you guys can vote, too, on our weekly polls by following us at TV on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And just so you know, the showdown questions are popping up on Tuesdays. So take a second and check them out. So we are in round two. Adam, you brought another banger of a beer, so we put that together. We got... <laughs> round two beers. See how there's two claps? That means it's round two. Yes. Yeah, so for round two, we have Adroit Theory's Regime. Oh, I'll punch the mic first. And then I'll... 
click it. This beer is so good that Adam's assaulting his microphone. Yeah. Also, we had a 9.5% in the first round, and this is a 10. Yes. So we'll be spilling beers at cookie table tomorrow. <laughs> so this beer is a, what do you call this one? It's a triple IPA. It's Regime is the name of it. It's a triple IPA from Adroit Theory uh, out of Percival, Virginia, uh, the outskirts, the far, far outskirts of Washington, D.C., um, a big, big banger. It is a triple IPA with a pillowy body and silky texture. And uh, you should get some freshness of some orange peel in there. Oh, and yeah. a little bit of bitterness. And it was dry hopped. I saw it on the can here somewhere. Dry hopped with mosaic and citra. I can tell you right now, have my first sip. And that citrus flavor really shines at the beginning. <clears throat> I really enjoy that. Uh Again, I think you're I think you're giving me more tricks and treats because this is not taste like a ten percent. See, I, w- I was going to say the opposite. Where really, the, where abjurations was not boozy. I am tasting the booze in this. I one. don't have a lot of booze in this one. Maybe I have COVID. That's great for me. Yeah, we'll make out. <laughs> I don't taste any booziness in this, or maybe it's because I got like I took a little sip just to get a flavor. Let me let me go back for a second one. Yeah, I swigged it. But yeah, Joy Theory is a, a great brewery. This one brought to us by Tavor. Yeah. And if you want to get 15% off your order of Tavor, no, I'm joking. I'm a Tavor sponsor. <laughs> but you could sponsor us, Tavor. We drink a lot of your shit. Decaying with Tavor. <laughs> <laughs> so while we sip on this incredible brew from Adroit, we are going to um, get into something here, Adam, because much like we just heard, before I take another little mini break, because you're a dick. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just pointing out that you looked like Ichabod Crane. Yeah. Well, was he fuckable too? I, for, from somebody. I don't yeah. know. He had a big nose. You know what they say if you have a big nose, right? I don't know. Firm butthole. Yeah. I don't. What? What? What are you supposed to say to that? You got to wear a big mask. That's all. <laughs> so, as you could tell, normally we are debating back and forth about stuff we argue about when these to... mics are not on. I have to go to butthole. What do you mean? Why is it, go- it always goes to buttholes. That's where all my beer goes. <laughs> so actually, sometimes, too, we get a little heated with each other. But I do know it gets the people going. So, Adam, I challenge you to try and kill me with your movie knowledge. We each Please get- explain. We each get four opportunities to kill each other by placing one another in movies that we love and know from front to back. We aren't limited to just horror movies, so if you think you can kill me with Talladega Nights, you can try. Just know that we can debate our way out of these things, so you better bring some of that Tom Cruise witchcraft with you. Gotcha, buddy. So, the way this is going to work, much like our Mount Rushmore's, we can go back and forth on this, but um, you could die multiple times. You have unlimited lives here, but if we can defeat the other person, you get a point if you can debate your way out of death. So, Adam... I believe I went first last time we had a great debate, so I'm going to let you go first in this oh, one. Damn. Well, since we were talking zombies last week, I watched some zombie movies while I was brewing last weekend, and one of my favorites popped up, Return of the Living Dead. So I'm putting you in there with all those punks in Return of the Living Dead, getting naked in the graveyard. Okay. Because I think those were some of the most indestructible zombies in a movie. Plus, I believe it was the movie that established that zombies eat brains. So you got to protect that brain bucket. 
Okay. So, I love this movie, by the way. And it did because it had the, the decomposition zombie in the basement uh-huh. where they had the big reveal with the brain. Yeah. And, they, and, the, and the first one, the very first one they found that was like neon green and they axe picked him to the ground and he still didn't die because they were like, uh, it, it was one of the first movies that I saw and maybe one of the first ones that was kind of like a meta movie. Yeah. Because it did a lot of references to Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. And Dawn of the and the whole George A. Romero series. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, I saw this in a movie once. You just got to so, kill the brain. But so, then that didn't work. It didn't work because that, well, that little kid at the end too is like, you told, you told, and now you die like me. Scary fucking moment as a kid, by the way, when I was watching that movie. But let me just say that I survived this movie because I'm just not going to stay there. The zombies, like, even when they use the squawk box to call more, like, send more people. I'm sorry, man, but I went to school for a little bit. As soon as I hear the creepy voice on the other side of the squawk box, I'm not fucking going there. They need help. They need help, and they're not getting it from me. I'm not going there. and Because it was isolated in that town. Because if you remember, at the end of the movie, they got nuked. So so that's when you did it. No, I'm out. No, the zombie got you. I'm gone. You, you're going to leave the party in the graveyard? You're not leaving that chick in the graveyard. I'm not going to leave the chick in the graveyard, but as soon as I see the first dude get his head bit open by the green... That's you, though. That's not me. Yeah, you're the tough guy. No way. You're the tough guy. I'm. You made fun of what I was wearing for fucking 20 minutes off of the microphone. I am not the tough guy, clearly. I'm the guy who's kind of hanging behind going, hmm. Yeah, but I'm- they didn't have anybody with elbow pads in the movie. Uh, well, if you look at my cardigan today, sir, I don't have elbow pads. So, I believe I survived this one only because I can not fall prey to the call-outs. And I, I'll be smart enough to know when it's popping off that I'm just going to leave and get in my car and go. I'll, I'll cut tail and run. All right. I'll do better on my second one. Good. You better. Because my first one, I'm fucking murdering you. Do you want to know why? Yeah, let me see it. I'm putting you in the running man. Oh, I'd be awesome at that. I love to drive Do, fast. The running man? Yeah. You don't drive. In the- yeah, the one guy had a car. The villain. The villain had a car. Tube, yeah. He had a car. That's who I'm going to be. I want to be him. You can't be him. I have to be Arnold? You have to be one of the contestants. Like, yeah, you- I'd win. How? Brains. I don't know the movie very well. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'll help you. So, I, I've watched it, but it's been yeah. years. So normally convicted felons get put on this like glorified violent show and they get sent into like, kind of like a landscape where they have to face off against multiple like like meta vill- villains. Like like there's a guy who's like a hockey player, but he has like a bladed um, hockey stick or there's like a guy who has electric uh, abilities. That, like, yeah, that was a you. fat guy, right? Yeah, the yeah, opera I remember singer. Him. So all these different I'd guys. i kill him. I just throw water on him. I think we both would. Yeah. But uh, I think there's some in there that you wouldn't survive. Like the guy who sets people on fire? I don't do – I sunburn real easy. Yeah. So I wouldn't do well with fire. That's why I think I kill you with my first round pick. I, but I'm a, I'm, I have a clean record. I would never be a prisoner that would get thrown into that. Arnold Schwarzenegger was framed. I'd never be dumb enough to be framed. Mm. I'm a goddamn American. He wasn't dumb either. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> he's not dumb. Well, outside of the movie, he's dumb. <laughs> but in the movie, he's not. I'm just saying he was a normal ass citizen just getting into. A, if I ended up in there, you. I guess I'd be dead. But that's the same as saying you'd end up in the the zombie. Yeah, but if you you're look, the, you're the kid working, and it, it exploded on you, the gas, and you die. You know what? If you went with that, I probably would have agreed with you. Yeah, I should have, but you didn't. 
So I kill you with Running Man, right? You agree with that? Yeah, I'm dead. Yep, you're I, dead. I don't think I'm going to be good at defending myself. I don't think highly of myself. <laughs> you have to stick up for yourself today, Adam. You have to. What's your second round pick? It's kind of funny because I have an Arnold Schwarzenegger one on my oh, list. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think it's one you can escape. I was going to say one of my favorite movies, which is Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Oh, Jesus. But I think you'd figure out how to get out of that. I think I so I'm going with another yeah. Arnie classic, Predator. Mm. And you're there. You're the jungle. You're right next to Jesse Ventura. Oh, dude. That's and, sick. And uh, Apollo Creed. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know his name either, so we'll He's just go with Apollo fucking Creed. fucking jacked in that movie. He, dude, they're all jacked. That's just like steroid incarnate. I'm actually just preemptively writing dead on this thing yeah. because I know I'm going to die. Uh, but I want to say I'm going to go out like a fucking champ because I'm gonna, definitely going to use Jesse Ventura's Gatling gun. I don't care if I die. You just want to shoot that thing. I want to shoot that thing. <laughs> you, dude, he like mowed down half a forest. I could see you taking control of that and accidentally shooting down the copter that's coming to save. Oh, yeah. So there it is. There it goes. <laughs> you know what happened, though? And I'm already saying I'm dead. I know I would die in that movie. But my dumb luck would be I'd rear up with that thing and unload like a gajillion rounds in two seconds and actually hit the predator and kill it. Because I'm dumb luck. I'm dumb lucky. But then you'd still end up dead. I'd still like trip and fall and like <laughs> off a cliff. Off a cliff. Or like trip and fall into a spider's nest, like a spider's web, and just get bit by like some like Sri Lankan something or other. Like, yeah. I'm I'm gonna die. The the jungle is no place for a fact. You're dying in the rest of mine, by the way. No fucking I can, way. I'm calling no you. No fucking way. I am placing you in one of my favorite movies, Adam. One of my favorite movies. And I hope that you can survive. I'm putting you in the movie heathers god damn it i don't know i mean i watched it once Lori made me watch it and i liked it yeah it's just dark as shit everyone gets got you're just gonna fucking die everyone plots against each other and it's just kids in suburbia i was gonna say does that take place in high school it does i might be able to get out of it how i didn't have any friends in high school <laughs> so i'd just be at home like i don't know there were like parties and dances and shit yeah no i'm playing my computer games at home like Holy fuck, dude. Your, yeah. your self-isolation saved you. Yeah, I'm going to survive I can't that. think of... This is ridiculous. Because it was all social people that died. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not social. I was not social in high school. I can't believe this. Your your ability to stay at home and play PlayStation just saved you from a, an untimely death. The fact that I didn't drink before I was 21. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was... Nice try, though. Thank you. That movie was brutal as shit. People died in very creative ways in that movie. I do remember that. Yeah. I did um, like it because... Yeah, she was throwing it on, and I was like, "Oh, this is like a chick flick." She's like, "No, no, it's no, it's not." I was like, "Oh, so it's like Jawbreaker?" And she's like, "Yeah, but better." It it was on Shutter. It's a good movie. Yeah, it was on Shutter for a hot second. All right, man. So, what do you got for number three? All right, I got you, and I'm I'm kind of being nice to you with this one, okay? Because I'm gonna you're gonna have a lot of fun. Showgirls. You're gonna have a lot of fun. Close, very close. Okay. You're gonna have a lot of fun before you die. Okay. It follows. Oh yeah, because dead as fuck. At least you're getting laid. I'm getting laid. But then you're gonna die. No, no, no. <laughs> How do I die? How do I die? You're gonna. F- well, what's what's? So let let's. You're gonna fuck somebody. Hear, and then they're hear gonna me out. You. Hear me out. Hear me out. So it's all about how you like. You have to sleep with somebody, right? Correct. And, and you give them the the thing, and then then it follows them until they either die or they give it to somebody else, right? Right. So what if one night? Just hear me out. I get a big handful of blue chews, and I go down to the red light district, 
here in the here in Pittsburgh. Here in Pittsburgh. Where's that at? You're just literally talking about red lights. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you're just down dick, on Butler Street. Who wants dick? Just trying it out. Craigslist is still a thing, right? Whatever. I would try to find a spot where I can just like throw hammers. I'll go broke. No, like knowing that I could die. Handful of blue chews, money in my pocket, and I'm gonna go get a bunch of prostitutes. And then I'm gonna So you're gonna try to pass it. I'm gonna try to pass it as, as long as I can. Also, too, I read somewhere where like if you could like pass it so many times and then just keep traveling to the other side of the world each time, like oh, every every six months. You. It would find me. But I think I can outpace it. And that's me saying a lot as a fat man that I I can, don't think so. Rule number one is cardio, and you said you couldn't survive. That. I'm getting on a plane. It doesn't matter. Those things they, they can just swim across the ocean. Yeah, but it takes them forever. Yeah. No, you're dead, dude. You know you're dead. I think I survive. It follows. I have two really good plans. I sow my seed as much as I possibly can and give everybody else the cancer or whatever the hell that thing is. And then I jump on a plane. It's really hard to fly right now. COVID protocols and all. No, it's not. Yeah, you're you're dead. Have you watched Instagram? fucking dead. That was a creative (laughs) movie. You're dead. Mm, I'm at least getting you laid. I gave you Predator. I'm not giving you it falls. I can can throw dick. All over the place. And can then... I switch my movie then? No. No. Yeah, can I switch my movie? From this one? Yeah. Go ahead. Home, home Alone 2 Lost in New York. <laughs> and you're you're Harry or Marv. I'm so fucking dead. There. Good. <laughs> Fuck it follows. You don't get laid. You get fucked by Kevin McAllister. Oh my god. Home Alone 2. Do I die from the pigeon lady? Does she fuck me up? No, I would really like you to be Marv. And when you get... like. Right from the beginning, when you get bricked in the head, you're dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's I like, want you to take a brick to the face. Home Alone 2, and it only lasts like 15 minutes. It's like, oh, there's Marv. Oh, he's No, dead. Joe Pesci still goes on. Oh, of course. Yeah. He, he gets his own spinoff and all that fun <laughs> shit. He gets there. to have a great fucking Fine. time. Fuck it, fellas. <laughs> Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. I'm done using horror movies. Yeah, I was going to say, man, because that's a problem. Unless you make it global, like I'm about to do. You don't survive. My, wait till you hear my fourth one. You There's took, no way you're surviving. You took one. a shot at using, you know, Return of the Living Dead, which mm-hmm. is good. I'm using 28 Days Later, and I'm putting you in there. I don't live in Europe. I'm fine. I'm putting you in there. I don't like to fly. I'm putting you in there. You can't just you- drop me in another country. Running Man isn't a real place, and I put you in that. You're going to the movie. You're going to be in the movie. You are the lead character in the movie. That's yeah, you. I'm, I mean, I'm dead. They're way too fast. Yeah, man. Actually, and there's be... way too many of them. <laughs> well, there were no survivors in the movie. Yeah, there were. No, didn't they all end up dying in that movie? Mm-mm, no, no. It, it, well, it depends on which version of it you watched. So, like, if you watch the original one, I made you the lead character because in the original cut, he definitely dies at the end and you, you don't know. Right. But in the director's cut, it actually cuts to him being alive in some, like, farmhouse. I think, like, Scottish farmhouse. And all the other <laughs> – and all the zombies are, like, drying out. Can I, can I be completely honest? I'd rather be dead than hiding out of a Scottish farmhouse by myself. I can't say that I wouldn't disagree with you, sir, because there's no fucking way I'm going to hide somewhere where they make sweaters out of tears. Nope. And they eat, <laughs> eat lamb stomach. Pass. Shawarma can kiss my ass. Yes. <laughs> so, Adam, you have to kill me. Yep. I'm definitely killing you in the fourth one. What's that? Beetlejuice? Do you swim well? Can you swim? I can swim. Can you? 
Mm. Do you like Celine Dion? No. You're oh, the Titanic, you baby. <laughs> Nobody lives. Nope. Well, the old lady. Yeah, that old bitch. Yeah. She who threw like a million dollar diamond into. Yeah, this. get yourself out of that. I'm not. Should have been my number one pick, but I was just saving the best for last. I can't believe you're on the Titanic. Oh my god. There's something about what you've just done to me that feels sacrilegious because I'm going to die in a Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Well, you don't have to because you could just be Leo. You could just take his place. Then you're not in his movie. I get laid. You could, yeah. I get laid. Like French girls, yeah. Yeah. That means I can draw too? Yeah, sure. I can draw and I I can bang. For like three days and then you're dead. (laughs) Yeah, but what's that chick's name that I get to bang? What's her name? Rose is like her. Rose is whatever. She's she's hot. I mean, and and honestly, what I could do is I could fool myself and like steal her necklace and be like, "Yeah, bitch, gank," and then like, <laughs> take her shit and be like, "Yeah, I drew you so I can jerk off that later, and I banged you, and then I took your jewelry, and then oh shit, is that an iceberg? And then I die." And I'm dead. Can I dream for your death? I want you to be the guy that tinks off the propeller. <laughs> oh! <laughs> You're a horrible person. I'm going to give you dead on that one, but yeah. I'm also going to say that I'm going to have an absolute blast dying in that movie. I hope so. I I really believe that I will. You're going to be really cold. Yes. So I am going to hit you with a curveball. I think you'll enjoy this one. I'm going to go with Leprechaun in Space. I I don't know that fucking movie at all. I didn't even know that was a movie. It is. on the, In the legacy of Leprechaun, somehow he makes his way onto... Oh, fuck it then. Jason X then. I'll switch it. Jason X. Yeah, at least give me... like. Yes, I'll give you something you can guy. play with. Because I feel like I could kick that midget out the mm, porthole. Nope. And... I don't know, man. He's magical. No, he's not. You made fun of buckles on shoes, and I'm pissed about it. That's why I picked that fucking ah. movie. But I'll switch it around, and I'll say Jason X. One of the most mm, polarizing of the canon. Some people loved it, which me. I loved it because it was stupid and campy. And there's some people that really hate it. But you cannot deny that everybody fucking died in that movie. Everybody died. Yeah, even the android yes. chick died. Uh, what was that? Well, she was on Boy Meets World. She died. Yeah. Yeah. Before she did porn. Or too deep through it. <laughs> As you grow up, a dick tastes. So, I I believe in Jason X. You die, but you die because yeah, like even if I escape, like I'm dead it's a in vacuum space. of space. Yeah. yeah. So, I still f- fucked me like I fucked you in the Titanic. There. You yeah. did. Well, what's worse? Do you think dying in space or dying in freezing water? Uh, freezing water, I think, I would take say. longer. Yeah, yeah. Because well, you're like hanging on that door, like, oh. It's like, bitch. It's, there's enough room for oh, two of that us. Drawing go. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I think too. If you look at it, the hard part <laughs> is, I think, the hard part is imagining what it's like to die. Because it'd be ice. Oh, man. You ever have a really cold feet and it just sucks. Feels, yeah, it hurts. Yeah. And then think about that like times a hundred. Because yeah. not only would it be your really cold feet, your really cold dick in the waters that's there too. Well, Adam, your ass is frozen. I mean, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm surviving 
any of these movies. Except you did. Which one did I survived one. Of them. You survived Heather's. Easy, yeah, because I'm antisocial. You're antisocial. So, Adam, you know what that means? You win. No. I, yeah. I thought you survived more. Uh, oh, no. I'm sorry, because I wrote Return of the Living Dead, and I put dead after it to remind myself, but it's actually the name of it. So, we actually tied. We tied. We, we each survived we died. one movie. So, that means, do you have an extra one that you want to throw out here to see if you can you can take me down? Oh, Home Alone was my really strong Home Alone was a good one. I mean, again, going with water. Yeah. Jaws. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be dead. I'd definitely die. Um, die in that one. And The Thing, because nobody survived Oh, my that. God. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so if you got the thing on yours, let me think here. Mm. I mean, the, it doesn't say that everybody died in the thing, but you can, it's pretty oh, much. Oh, it's uh, pretty much implied. Yeah, uh, God, you know what? That's such a good one. I'm not even going to try to bring up a fifth one. You win. You've killed me. You Success. didn't have anything else? I want to see if I can survive anything else. Uh, Well, let me think here. I had some other movies lined up. Um. God, dipping back into my my brain here. I was gonna put you in Terrifier. Oh, because you wanted to see me get cut from butthole to face. Yeah, or I wanted. To I s- almost put you in that situation. I wanted to too. see him take off like your upper chest and wear it because that would well, be, be cool. That'd be sick as fuck. I need to get some tattoos first. I also wanted to see you in Hatchet because everybody fucking does. I might hatchet. survive that. I mean, if you throw me like the mm-hmm. thing with Hatchet. Yeah, I get if I if I end up back in the bayou. Mm-hmm. But it's Mardi Gras. Oh, yeah. You're I'm blacked out in the yeah, hotel yeah. room. <laughs> like, at, at best, yeah. in my best form, I'm eating jambalaya. Like, I'm not going. I'm eating. It's like you're drinking grenades. There's beignets. Oh. There's, 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 yeah. Why would you there's go jambalaya. anywhere else? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not touching a fan boat. Yeah. Uh, oh, I had one of my brains, too, that was going to work out really well for you. And Never mind. Can't think of it. You win. Great cool. job here. Cool. You've murdered me successfully. Can I bring up some, uh, well, it's not really horror movie news. It's yeah. horror related news, okay. especially for you. Sure. Did you see the, the new Scream cereal that's in the works? Yes. Strawberries and Scream, and it turns your milk blood red. I can't wait yeah. for all this Scream it's stuff like, to come out. Because I think I saw that on Bloody Disgusting today. It's my favorite horror franchise. I think we've said that before, but yeah. it's my favorite That's why one. I brought it up. Thank you. Yep. I appreciate that, buddy. So... Adam, we have some listener questions, comments, and what ifs. And I think you got one sent to you before we uh, before we started here. Um, one of our, our listeners who is constantly watching what we were doing, and, and she knew that we were going to be recording today, she sent us a message where she asked, um, if I'm going to a bar and all the draft is available to be either in a can or a bottle to go, which one would I pick and why? Oh, I misread it. Okay. I'm glad you read it. Because I, I read it as you can either get in a draft bottle or a can for there. If it's to go bottle or can, I am a can man. Let me double read this while you're giving No, no, no. But I like that better because it, it's foregone conclusion draft in that case. Oh, yeah. So I like it better being between bottle and can. And I'm a can guy for uh, maybe just one reason. Well, two reasons. Because if I drop it, it won't break. And two, a can in a cooler is stackable. So I, I like uh, I like packing cans up in a cooler better than bottles. I do too. Uh, I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely down for down for cans more than anything. I also think too, um, like you said, and I can't pull it up. My phone's not paying attention to me, much like everyone else in my life. So 
between those three options, though, I'd rather just drink draft. a draft there. Yeah. It's always draft. Yeah. If you have an option for a draft, everything tastes better in draft. The the carbonation's higher. Uh, the smoothness is higher. Even and, if I'm dr- if I'm drinking it at the bar, though, yeah, there's something about a bottle while you're just like bellied up to a bar, watching a hockey game that I like a good bottle. I would say this too. It depends on the kind of beer. Because I'll say this: if you have a stout and you get it to like that nice 35 to 40 degree, the flavor notes that come out of it are a little stronger. Right, and, and you can. You do that really well with a can because you can kind of like do the whole like hand roll thing and get it a little warmed up before you drink it. So, but again, I draft draft for me, but stouts, I go can. I like can can stouts kind of brings out the all the flavor that can get hidden when things are cold. Yeah. I think when I was thinking bottle, I was thinking like an icy light. Oh, yeah. 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 So actually, Adam, Yingling in a can is weird. Yingling like in a can is where it tastes like shit. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, it sometimes not, tastes like shit in bottles. Too. It tastes like shit in drafts sometimes too. Sometimes. And that's um, quality control, y'all. Oldest brewery in Pennsylvania and the worst quality control you can get. Just keep touting that you're the oldest. Yeah, that's right? all you need to do. That's all you need to do. That's how you sell beers. Adam, I have to ask you: Is it too early to start Christmas? I mean, coming from me, yes. It's always too early to start Christmas. <laughs> when is it appropriate to start Christmas? December 26th. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate Christmas. I do, too. I'm not a fan of Christmas. I've never been a fan of Christmas. Um, I feel like the whole world skips over everything else and gets right to it. Thanksgiving gets completely fucked over. Yeah. Thanksgiving gets a bad Which is my, rap. I like that better. I like Thanksgiving yeah. better. Rank your Rank your holidays. What's your top three? Halloween. 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 Ha- ha- Halloween. Memorial Day. Labor Day. Probably. Yeah. Because big barbecue days. Like, yeah. I really like that. Fourth of July is up there, too. I was going to say, I was going to go Halloween, Fourth of July. And I was going to say Thanksgiving, only because I like, everyone's intimidated by cooking for that day. I'm not. I think it's like a bunch of set it and forget it. I like it, too, but it's not my favorite kind of food. Ooh, I got one. Okay. Because of my favorite kind of food. Yeah. So I'll go Halloween, 4th of July, mm-hmm. Cinco de Mayo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Count it, doubles. <laughs> Double that up, and that's my list too. Nothing hits better than going to a place that has like dollar tacos yeah. and like $3 margs. So I'll just throw, I'll throw 4th of July because like, yeah, I, I still like America. Yeah, <laughs> but Cinco it's de Mayo. Re- it's getting harder and harder to say that. But. <laughs> <laughs> So, Adam, we have been doing this now for, we're, we're approaching a year. Burritos and Margs. That sounds so good right now. I... <laughs> and that's, we're getting paid in sound effects. So, Adam, we've been doing this for almost a year. You know, we're approaching it. It'll be here before we know it. And uh, someone wanted to know, what's the uh, the best or the, our favorite piece of podcasting advice we've received so far? So, have you, has anyone talked to you about what we do yeah. here? Yeah, let Matt talk more is what I've been talking No. <laughs> no, I haven't, I haven't really. Um, I've heard talk less. <laughs> I haven't heard anything yet. No. <laughs> I've just heard, like, suggestions on, like, what yeah. they want featured on some of our segments, like Mount Rushmore and stuff like that, but not. No, I don't know. I th- I think uh, we have a pretty good social media presence. I think that's important. Um, 
and I don't write the script. You do, so <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty chill. I just come with. Uh, I come with the funnies a little bit, and that's about it. Uh, you, uh, I don't know, man. You 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 help pitch ideas, and you help me edit, and you. you and know, I'm becoming a pretty good producer. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. That's why I'm taking a break. Adam's going to produce the whole next episode. <laughs> the hell no. <laughs> Adam Bashline, editor, producer, writer. It'll be a good episode. I do like that. I, I like how that rolls off your tongue, but yeah. I don't like the work that comes with it. <laughs> so speaking of the work that comes with it, when I was talking to uh, some people on Twitter who you know, talked to me and gave me advice, I said number one thing is not to get frustrated. That was the biggest thing. Um, some episodes are going to hit. Some are not. And it happens to everybody. Even like big podcasts have like seven figure downloads and shit like that. Yeah, because you brought that to my attention at some point. Because you were like, yeah. oh, I think it was like back early September. You were like, oh, we only got this many listens. Yeah. I was like, that's fine. And you're like, well, do you even want to keep doing this anymore? Like, yeah, I don't care. I just do it for fun. I don't care if anybody listens. Yeah. and uh, I mean, I love that you all listen. Keep listening. Yeah, keep listening, please. I will do it even if you guys skip a couple weeks. I'll still keep doing this. So. Yeah. Um, and that was the thing that kind of freaked me out because it's like, I think I've said it before, too. It's it's putting my baby out there and someone else holding it and going, I don't want this anymore. And they just drop my, my baby on I the floor. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I got too much shit on me. Yeah, I mean, and this is like your... I'm not saying I'm not passionate about this, but like this is your baby, as as akin to beers, the beer bash brews my baby. Yeah. And if we did no festivals, never won shit, nobody wanted my beer, I'd still brew. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just it's that all of that is a really, really, really big and nice bonus. Yeah. But if it's your passion, it's your passion, and you're just gonna keep doing it. And that's kind of where where it was. Is like if you love it, keep doing it, and it'll eventually work. And <sighs> And we've gotten great reviews. Because if you care about it, you'll nature it and grow it. Yeah. And there's maybe better ways to tweak what we're doing. To So advice is always welcome. Oh, absolutely. I just think when it comes to this podcast, people reach out to you, would be more likely to reach out to you with advice than me. But yeah, I've, I mean. Except for Matt talks less. No, no, no. They said Matt talks more. Oh. <laughs> me talk less. Why? You need to talk more. I talk a lot. You do? I think it's an equal share of talking. I get myself in trouble when I talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, Adam, speaking of reviews, we got one, and it's coming from uh, another podcast that we love, the B-Watch Rewatch. And it's, uh, they said, I love the chemistry the, co- the hosts have. I feel like they uh, feel like I am hanging with them when they talk. I also only trust a friend who will give me beer suggestions. So... I really appreciate that. I've been listening to Be Watch Rewatch for quite a while now, and I really like them. So for them to take the time to listen to us and give us a a five star review and a nice oh review, awesome, it was great. Yeah, I love their podcast. Yeah, it's it's a great show. Uh, and right now they're actually going back and they they just covered Troll Two, and it was hilarious. Um, really killing it. And if you want to give us a rating, by all means, go to Apple Podcasts and search us out. We're there, or on Podchaser, or on Good Pods HQ. We're on all those things. Leave a five star review, uh, and then you know, or five star rating and a review, and we'll, we'll probably read them on the oh, episodes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll take time out of every episode to read new ones. Yeah. If and it's a five star and a nice huh? glowing review of us. Because we love you guys. Yeah. Uh, we don't get to do you guys. Um, and also, too, even though Adam was talking about he would do it even if people weren't drinking it, people do drink it. Yeah. So, Adam, can you tell people what's on tap and where can you find us? It's... 
stout season, uh, and we're getting it kicked off Saturday. If you're listening to this, it was yesterday uh, at Drink the Cookie Table. Um, but on tap here in the Jojitorium, we have whatever's left. So we have Shatfaced, our pumpkin roll imperial stout, coming in at 8.1% this year. Um, it's delicious. I snuck one little sipper to make sure it was carbonated and tastes right, and the rest of it's going to the fest, and whatever's left over will be here. Um before and maybe not after our full gear watch party uh also we have a lemon bar wheat ale which is called uh darling i'm a nightmare dressed as a daydream a playoff with taylor swift and freddy krueger um that will be on whatever's left from the cookie table there's a bit more of that so that will definitely i think we'll have a little bit of that left um and then we're working on our newest version of dark roots is in the fermenter right now so that will also be hitting the taps uh next by our next episode. Wonderful. So not by the time you're listening to this, but a week from then. It'll be on that Saturday. Can we feature it? On here? Yeah. Next week? Uh, might not be ready. I love Dark Roots so much. Might not be ready. But the week after, if there's any left, we can do it. Hell yeah. yeah. So tune in, not next time, but the time after that, <laughs> and we're going to drink it and tell you how good it is. Yeah, I think we'll be talking to... Yeah. We'll, yeah. It won't be ready yet. We'll feature it eventually. <laughs> we will. Because Matt, Maddie loves it. I, it's one of my favorites. And that one, actually, I don't think I texted you about it. I was shooting for 5%, and yeah. he destroyed it. It's going to be like 5.8. Yes. Yeah. A little more teeth. Yeah, yeah, Great yeah. flavor profile. And if you want to know what's going on down here in the Brew Lab and the Joja Tour, all you have to do is follow Adam at Bash underscore Brew on all social media. It's Facebook and Instagram. He claims he has a Twitter. We're going to make that more refreshed. Can I throw a repeat out there from the beginning of the episode? Yeah. Also. Tortuga and Fuego at Penn Brewery. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> Go get it now. Um, to back up all of their great German beer, other than our beer that's on tap, try it out. And they have a great food menu. So get out there and try it. Kick those kegs quick for me. Yeah. Maybe they'll bring me back. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? That'd be be a reoccurring <laughs> brewer. And if you want to get that beer and check it in, Follow Adam on Untapped and also follow Penn Brewery on Untapped. It is on Untapped. I don't know if it's under. I think it's somebody set it up for me yesterday. Wonderful. I, th- I know Bash Brewing is our name on Untapped. I have yet to get it fixed. Um, but if you don't see it under Bash Brewing, put it under. It might be under Penn. Just log it in when you have it. Yeah. Take a picture. Throw it up there on Untapped. Yeah. Take pictures. Tag. Uh, tag Adam. Tag yeah. the king with the boys. If you if you tag bash underscore brew on Instagram with a picture of you drinking a pen brew, I will share it on my story and mm-hmm. give you a big thanks. Hell yeah. And if you want to go the extra mile and tag both of us and you DM us your address, I'll send you a sticker. Oh, I'll send you a sticker too. Yeah. Actually, I have a limited number of koozies. I'll send you a koozie. We'll sticker you up, baby. And if you want to find what's going on with the boys down here in the Judge Tour, all you have to do is follow us at DecayNWTB on all social media. It's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Do not forget to follow us on Podchaser, Good Pods HQ, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get this wonderful podcast that you guys have taken the time to listen to. So on the other side of Halloween, where we are in the Judge to wherever you are listening to this podcast, until next time, cheers. Evil dies tonight! <laughs> 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 <laughs>